This is Gemarin Ksubis Daf Tzadi Gimel. And we're holding Daf Tzadi Gimel Amar Aleph about six lines from the top as you begin a new Mishnah. A bit of math today, but let's hope B'siyat Dishmaya for clarity. Says the Mishnah, Back in a world that one is able to have multiple wives. So this man is married to three different women, Umeis, and then he is Nifter. And now the following are the details of each of the wives. Three wives, three different ksubas. A hundred, two hundred, and a three hundred zuz ksuba. And of course, his estate is only a hundred zuz. So now we have three women who are claiming three ksubas totaling six hundred zuz. And this man only left over a hundred zuz. What do we do? Says the Mishnah, we divide it equally. Case number one. Continues the Mishnah, case number two. Let's say he left over 200 Zuz. In the same scenario of a 300, 200, 100 breakup, 600 Zuz necessary, but he only has 200. What do we do right now? So Shalmana no tells Chamisha. The one of a hundred takes fifty. Shall Masayim shall shalsh meyos shloisha shloisha shall zav. The one of two hundred, the one of three hundred takes three gold dinars each, which is each dinar is twenty five zuz. So seventy five zuz. So seventy five seventy five fifty. Now exactly the reason why it's being broken up this way, we're gonna have to see in the Gemara. How you shall shalsh meyos. Let's say this man's estate was worth 300. Then Shalmana, no, he tells Chamish, she still takes 50. Shalmasayim now takes mana. Vishal Shalish Meyois, Shisha Salzav, takes six Zav worth, which is 150 Zos. Vachain, and similarly ends the Mishnah. Gimel Sheitilu Likis, Three people deposited money into a fund. Three people go into a business venture together. If there's a loss or a profit, that is how they split it up. So we have three basic cases in the Mishnah. And then the Mishnah teaching us the same thing is going to be in the scenario of three people investing together. So says the Gemara, let's try to understand the Mishnah. Meaning the first case of the Mishnah, the Chalkin B'Shavon is only a hundred... That I understand. Because we have three women. Each one has equal rights to these hundreds of us. As the first wife's ksuba is a hundred, the second two hundred, the third three hundred. So each one has at least a hundred. So all three have rights to the first hundred of us. So they split it up. Three ways, twenty-five, thirty-three and a third apiece. However, in case number two, in which the division ended up being 50, 75, 75, asks the Gemara... Why is that the case? Shalmana no tells Chamishin tlas and tlas of a tilsa udeisla. Ask the Gemara, why does the woman with a hundred dollar ksuba, why would us, would us call it dollars or zuz, why does the woman with a hundred ksuba, why does she take 50? She really should take 33 and a third. Meaning, what should we do? The all three women again should divide the hundred. Zos, and that 100 should go three ways, 33 and a third. Meaning, this is case number two in which there's 200 Zos left over. 
So I understand that woman two and three are going to get more. But the question is, why isn't that first hundred zuz just like case number one? Split it three ways. Each one gets three, 33 and a third. And then woman two and woman three will split up the next hundred as well. Where do we get the fact that woman one is getting 50 and two and three are getting 75? Explains the Gemara Amar The case is where the woman who has a 200 ksuba wrote to the woman of 100 ksuba, I do not have a claim with you with regard to the first mana. So the second woman effectively removed herself from the first mana. So now that first 100 is not being split up three ways, it's only being split up two ways. That's the reason why the first woman gets 50. And woman two and three are going to split the rest, thereby each of them getting 75. Asks the Gemara, assuming, as Gemara's always assume, that if case two is where she wrote, the 200 Zuz wrote to the 100 Zuz, I don't have anything to do with you. The Gemara assumes that case three should be the same. He asks the Gemara, Case number three said, that's a 200 and 300 one. Each one takes 150. As the Gemara, Why doesn't she say, that does the 300 just say, you removed yourself from the first mana, and therefore, you should not get anything for that first mana. So the first mana should be 50 to the 100, 50 to the 300. And now, the second woman should only receive 50, which is half of the second mana, and that's it. Why did the Mishnah in case number three teach us that woman two and woman three are splitting the entire estate equally and they're each getting 150? Answers the Gemara Mishnah, the Amra Allah, Midinu Dvaramudis Alika Nafshai. You know why? Because the 200 Zuz woman tells the 300 Zuz woman, it's only from the first month I removed myself, but I did not give away everything else. And it's true that in that first month, I removed myself, but because there was a full 300 Zuz left over, after that first month is split up between you, woman 3 and woman 1, now there's 200 Zuz left over, and I get equal share in that. And that is the reason why I'm going to get the same 150 from that 200. You're going to get 100 plus the original 50 of the first 100. And that's how the Mishnah so far explains the first three cases. But now says the Gemara at the two dots, well, 15 lines to the bottom of the Amid. Let's delve a bit deeper into case number three. There's a 300 Zuz. We said one takes 50, A takes 50, and B and C each takes 150. And, and, and the truth is, it's really a continuation of that which we just said a moment ago. That which we just said a moment ago explained how woman two answers up woman three. But it didn't really explain to us why woman two and woman three each get 150. So says the Gemara, Shalmasayim mana. The Mishnah, excuse me, Shalmasayim mana. The Mishnah said that the one with the two hundred Takes a hundred, asks the Gemara. Yeah, so I have to retract for a moment. I, I, I was saying this incorrect. A moment ago, pardon, a moment ago, I just explained that woman two and three 
end up with one fifty apiece. That is incorrect because anyone that was listening was yelling at their screen saying that one fifty, one fifty, and fifty is too much. Is three fifty, and that was not the scenario. There were only three hundreds in the state, and that's the reason why. In case number three, I apologize. It was A takes fifty, B takes a hundred, and C takes one fifty. So now that makes a lot more sense. One fifty, one hundred and fifty is three hundred. Now asks the Gemara, "Hayisham shalosh meyos shel masayim mana." The one B we said takes a hundred. Shivim vechamishahud isla. Ask the Gemara. I don't understand. Where does she get a hundred from? She has nothing to do with the first hundred. Now, what's left? There's two hundreds who's left. Split the two hundreds who's in half. And woman two should get one hundred. So ask the Gemara, why does, why does woman two, why does, why, no. One more time. Let's try this one more time. Again, if the first, uh, the first hundred is split between A and, A and C, and each of them take 50, now there's 200 zuz left over. So says the Gemara, why are we taking that 200 zuz and f- splitting it down the middle and, uh, and, and assuming that B and C have equal rights in it, B only has a 200 zuz and not, she should have no rights or she should not have full rights, I should say, in the last three hundred, last third hundred zuz. So why are we saying that B and C split it equally, thereby B getting a hundred and C getting a hundred and already had fifty? Says the Gemara B should be getting less because she doesn't really have a claim to that third hundred zuz. Omar Shmuel explains Shmuel because seves. And the case is that the C wrote to B and A that I have nothing to do in that first hundred. And that's the reason why B ends up getting 50 for that first hundred and then 50 for the second. And thereby getting 50 hundred and a 150 breakdown. That is Tarot's number one. Rav Yaakov, Menahar Pokad, goes back. And he says, let's go a little bit deeper into case two and three. It says, Rav Yaakov in our book, an alternate explanation in cases two and three in the Mishnah. Mishmei Ravina. Amen. Reish of Mishnah Tefisas, Vesef of Mishnah Tefisas. What Rav Yaakov in our book from Ravina explains is that the way to explain the Mishnah is to break it into two stages. And if we break the Mishnah both the Reisha and the Seifa into state Fisais, two seizures, two divisions, two stages, then we'll easily do the math. Explains the Gemara. Reisha v'shtet Fisais, what's the case? First, there's 75. So 75 falls. What happens? We split 75 three ways, and each one gets 25. Beautiful. And then, and then 125 falls the second time. So again, of that 125, 75 goes three ways. So now A has 50, B has 50, and C has 50. Now the last 50 is split between B and C. And that is how in the Mishnah we end up with, in the case B, when there's a 200 Zuz, Ksuba, that A got 50, 
and B and C split the other 150, each one getting 75. Now Ravina continues, Rav Yaakov in our pocket, Seifa Mishtei Tvisa, it's the same as in the Seifa, Dinaf Lushim V'cham Shabachad Zimda, again, 75 falls, 75 falls split in three ways, 25, 25, 25. Then what happens next is 225 falls next. Take that 225. 75 of the 225 again gets split three ways. Now each of the women has 50. And now what's left is 150. But of that 150, 100 is divided between B and C, because B has a claim to the full 100. She gets another 50, effectively leaving B with 100. And then C takes the remainder, thereby she gets 150. So three ways of learning the Mishnah, two ways of learning the Mishnah, excuse me. And Tanya Zu Mishnah's Rav Nassan, Rabbi Amr, Enoni Roid Varshal Nassan, Be'elu Al Cholkis Bishaveh, says, Rabbi, I disagree. And rather, what do you do in these scenarios? You split it equally. Says the Gemara So now, after we understand the case of the Mishnah, the Mishnah ended off with the similar application: is that when three women, three don't have to be women, three people, put money into a fund, three people put it into a deposit. Said the Mishnah, if there's a loss or a profit, they split it similarly to the way that we just said in the Mishnah. So Amar Shmuel comes to Shmuel and he says, "Shnayim kiss." Zaman of Zamasayim says Shmuel, two people deposited money into an investment. Zaman of Zamasayim, this one 200, this one 100, as we turn over to Sadi Gimel Ahmed Beis, says Shmuel, what's the din Aschar? Lemsa, they split the prophets. Amar Rabbi, Mesavim, Mosa, the Shmuel, Bashar, the Harish, Vami, the Harish. So says Rabbi, if Shmuel's discussing a case where two people went into business to buy a shar and axe and charisha to plow, and the axe is still being used to plow, then I understand the din of Shmuel that they split the profits equally because the animal is still intact to use for the uses they want. But in a scenario that they purchased the shar to plow, but then the shark got nice and fat and they decided they're going to sell it for slaughter. Then, then Rabbah says, because you're now taking the actual animal and splitting it up, now they each take according to the amount that they invested. says five lines down, Rav Amnuna disagrees, and he says in all scenarios, even when they're selling, slaughtering the ox, still, says Rav Huna, we split it down the middle, we split the profits. Not, we split it according to their investment. So, Meisvei asked the Gemara, Shnayim she'etil lekezem, one of them asayim. Two people put money into the kiss. Says the price you split it. My love, says the Gemara, see this is a case that they bought the ox to plow and now they're selling it. They're slaughtering it. And yet the price is said, a straight up Kashan Rabba, who said that in this case, when they're slaughtering it, that they would split it according to the amount they invested. And says the Gemara, Loi, Mishal, Kharish, Vaimil, Kharish, it's all being used for plowing. 
But let's say indeed they are slaughtering it. Seemingly, then we can imply that even in such a scenario that they would indeed be slaughtering it. The Braisa would be teaching us that what would you do in that case? They would each take according to the amount that they put in. Adetani Seifa says the Gemara for the fact that the Seifa of that price says if each one bought their own animal, some healthy and some not such healthy animals. The price is set that in the scenario, not that they invested cash together, but rather each one had their own ox and they got mixed up. The Allah is that they split it up according to the value that they invested. But based on the way that we're explaining, the way that they were explaining the the way that we're explaining, excuse me, the Brisa, we should differentiate it. Says the Gemara that what are we referring to when it's Shar Lecharisha and they're actually still playing with it. Says the Gemara we should have differentiated within the Brisa itself and answers the Gemara. Have me some highlighting issues over here. One second. Answers the Gemara. This is indeed how you read the Raisa. That in the scenario that you're going to use it, we make it as if it was purchased. They got mixed together. So says the Gemara, that case in the Sifa is essentially the Bamedvar Mamburim that we just suggested that we said, and therefore we can learn it into the Braisa. Concludes the Gemara, Tanan, we're five lines from the Mishnah. We learned to the Mishnah. Three people put money into fun. They, there was a loss or a profit. They split the same way. So the Gemara thinks that the invested actually made cash, and yeah, what do we see? They're a chalkin. Doesn't mean it was a real profit. What does it mean a profit? What does it mean a loss? The profit means that they bought new coins, but the original coins are still intact. Or a loss means that the coins are not in circulation, they can use it for healing purposes. And that's the reason why it is no kasha. And we're going to leave this Mishnah, this Mishnah is going to take us all the way into tomorrow's daf in Mirza Hashem.